Uh-huh. I always wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> hey! What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. We're excited. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in. Today is going to be really special. We're going to talk about money today. Money. Everybody wants to talk about money. Everybody needs to talk about money. Everybody wants more money. Everybody has a hard time keeping up with their money. So we're going to give you some help in the area of finances today. And to do that, we brought in one of the DMV's finest, one of the nation's finest in this area, subject matter expert on this subject, a syndicated columnist for the Washington Post, Miss Michelle Singletary is here. Welcome, Michelle. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh, anything for you, Pastor Battle. Thank I'm you. Just a huge, huge fan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just as I told you to say it. And, <laughs> and you know what? I was so impacted by you being here today that I literally packed, like I prepared myself differently. Like when I go to leave, because I have a meeting, I have a couple of meetings today, I intentionally didn't take any credit cards with me. Oh, good. This is Michelle Singletary, <laughs> honor Michelle Singletary. So thank you. And we'll talk about why that's important mm -hmm. over the course of this day. But why don't you introduce yourself to our, our audience? Tell us who you are, what you do. And then kind of your journey to get where you are and to do what you're doing, right? right? So right. this is not new for you. Yeah. Like, Tell us what you do and then how you got to this place. Right. So my resume is that I'm a nationally syndicated columnist for the Washington Post. So I, wrote right. a, I write a money column called The Color of Money. It's syndicated in dozens of newspapers across the country. Okay. Uh, and I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> so it's not just in the Washington it's Post. It's not just in the Washington Post. That's right. It's syndicated in, in all kinds of papers in Philly, in Boston, hmm. in Seattle, um, across the Midwest, uh, lots of papers in Florida. So they pick up my column from the Post and run it. Uh, I've got three books. Um, my latest is called The 21 Day Financial Fast. It's biblically based fast. It's insane. Wow. Uh, because yeah. you spend time not spending money and everybody goes bananas. Mm -hmm. um, that's my resume. You know, I'm a graduate. I've got a master's degree in business. You know, all that Where'd kind you of go fun to stuff. I went to the University of Maryland in College Park. Okay. And then I got my master's at Johns Hopkins. Wow. In um, what? In business. Okay. In, in, fin in um, uh, money management. Uh -huh. um, and so... Um, you know, like an MBA. Yeah. Uh, and so that's sort of my resume. But I, I'm most proud of the, the things that I do um, for folks, regular folks. Um, I run a ministry at First Baptist Church of Glen Arden called Prosperity Partners. Okay. Uh, and that's the love of my life in terms of my resume. Um, so every month, and every anybody listening, if they're in the DVA, they can come. It's free. You don't even have to be. <laughs> in the DMV. Know. Yeah. you just And you just come, and for a couple hours, we just talk about money. Uh, and then, uh, and that's a class. That's a class. It's a it's a year long program, but you can jump in whenever. Really? Every yeah yeah, you can come in the middle of the the year. Um, we match people up with people who are good with their money, uh -huh. and you and you get like a money partner. So uh, wait, you're saying that this class when when and is it how it's often the first is it Saturday of every month okay. at First Baptist. And what time? Uh, eleven o'clock. And we have What's like about a two-hour workshop, and this this year it is off the chain. I took the theme of the Matrix. Uh -huh. If you if you're young, you probably not seen the movie, <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't go I've see it. it. Um, Neo. Neo, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and Morpheus. And so we took mm -hmm. the whole theme of the Matrix, which is this world created by computers. So mm -hmm. the humans are in these pods, and they're living out their life, but they're living it in their head. 
And that's a lot of what the metaphor is that we are in a money matrix. It's a world that is not a true world. Wow. Um, particularly if you're Christians, the way we handle money is not what God intended. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been dressing up as Trini and, and <laughs> I, have, I have my Agent Smith agents. It's like crazy fun. Wow. Uh, so we have a lot of fun talking about money, and, and I love that we're getting lots more young folks because they really feel like they're engaged, and so mm -hmm. that's what I love to do. Um, so somebody right now is listening and saying, how do I get into class? Where is it? Where do I sign up? So just take a moment to just walk people through how they can literally, if they're in the D DMV area, how they can get to the class, how they can sign up. Right. What is the process to get into You know, class? just show up. Uh, we, we try to make it so easy for folks. So it's at First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, which is in, um, what would we consider? So Glen which Arden, location? Um, so we're at the Ministry Center, which so is off of MLK. Mm -hmm. That's 3600 Bright Sea Road in Landover, Maryland. And are you saying they don't have to call or nope. register? They don't have to just call. Once you just show up. When you come, we'd like you to register so we can keep track of you. But you can just show up. Uh, Any Saturday, first Saturday, first at Saturday at the at eleven o'clock. There are a yeah. couple Saturdays where we switch because of activities at the church. But for example, um, well, I don't want to give a time date because all ages, all ages. I mean, it's it's we would just love to have more young adults and men. Um, and we've got about two hundred so folks that wow. show up for a Saturday to talk about many. And like, um, you know, last one session we were doing like karate as a metaphor for, mm -hmm. you know, chopping away your credit card debt. Wow. It's like we try to do a lot of interesting, interactive things That's because money be is tough. such a dull topic and people are so scared of it. And it's very complicated. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're not getting it right does not mean that you're dumb because right. this stuff is real hard. Right. And so um, so just come. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people will find that it's like the best couple hours that you'll spend really figuring out stuff about your money and we do love and money we do kids and money we yeah. do couples and money we do how to get out of debt we do you know work on sense of an entitlement mm -hmm. uh, we one session which I love we talk we walk people out how to make better financial decisions because mm -hmm. we really are not taught how to make financial decisions right, right we're taught to right. drive a car but we're not taught how it's when should you get debt you know mm -hmm. how what's the process of getting the house like why do you, how do you actually make the decision because a lot of the ways we make decisions are just crazy yeah. you know it's a lot of, lot based on emotion mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that'll get you in trouble real quick do you have you have you been have you found that in marriages like this money issue to be a real major issue still i know i do i see it in counseling yeah. and our, and and what do you feel like if you were to say, here's some of the major problems that people have financially in marriage, what are those? And and, and, oh, and then yeah. not only label them, labeling them, but what are some of the ways of fixing it what yeah. that p maybe people don't know or people aren't willing to do? You know, I would like to take this question in two parts. If you are not married yet, you you got to focus on this whole money thing before you hook up with somebody. And okay. when I say before you hook up, I mean even before you start seriously dating, like thinking about you're going to get married. Right. Because you don't you need to find a, a financial partner that is really going to be in sync with you. Uh -huh. And I would like to teach a whole class on how to do that. That's sort of separate. Right. So now you're married. The biggest issue is um, Wait, wait, I got to back up. I got to back up. <laughs> so, if you're single, Right. And and you're saying even before you start seriously dating somebody, you should get this financial thing worked out. That's right. What kind of things should you have in place or 
what kind of habits should you like? What do you, what does that right. what does that look like? I, I love so this. That I'm ready I love that date. question because we you know the way we date in our society, Christian or not, we we we're attracted to people. You know, we like going out, but we don't talk deep. We don't right. like. It, and so what I say is, you got to understand what kind of person you are financially. Mm-hmm. If you are a spendthrift, then you've got to figure out how to get your spending under control. Not stop it, but so that it's under control. So if you end up with someone who you fall in love with who is a saver, if you don't get that situation set up for yourself, you're going to marry a saver and you guys going to fight your entire marriage and mm-hmm. you'll probably break up. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, like you, I see couples because my husband and I teach a marriage and money class at First Baptist. First Baptist, you know. We, in addition to the In addition Saturday. to Prosperity Partners, we have a 12-week course mm-hmm. for married couples on how to handle your money together. Mm-hmm. 90% of the couples in there are on the verge of breakup because sure. of the money issues, yeah. as you well know. Yeah. But it's not the money. It's not the lack of money. It's like, it's not that somebody not making enough money it's because they're not communicating somebody's a spender somebody's a saver they're bumping heads they got mm-hmm. they both bring a lot of debt into the relationship and so and then lots of people get married and they keep their accounts separate so nobody's accountable to anybody mm-hmm. there's all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy spending and mm-hmm. you know you know people are saying well, you need to pay me back for this, and mm-hmm. you need to pay this share of the bills, and I pay this kind of share of the bills. And I always ask them, do y'all share the same bed? Because mm. mm. if you share the same bed, why mm. would you keep your money separate? Mm. Because, you know, you say, oh, because I want to protect my money. I said, mm. Because if you sleep with someone, they can smother you in your sleep. Mm. So your life is more important. Your, than your life money. is more important than your money. Wow! Right? And wow. and and if so you're not you you would agree <laughs> that the money should be one too, right? It should be one. It should be one. I mean, and what about the couple? You know, this this person comes in and is like, well, you know, I was making four hundred thousand before I met you, and you you make a minimum wage, and then I got, and you know, I don't, you know, like like I know that's. And you should, and that, that person kind of should disparity. stay single. That person should stay single. <laughs> Just making that much money. If you don't want to share and you don't want to wow. see it as one pot, you need to stay single. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not a big thing about you know. If you want to be selfish like that, then mm. then you need to be selfishly single. Wow. wow. Because once you come together, right. You know, and again, I use the metaphor of you know relations and physical things because that's the the, the most intimate you can be with someone. And right. if you don't, if you want to share that and not your money, there's some fundamental issues mm. going on. That's and deep. I always think if you make four hundred thousand and somebody makes twenty, then you make four twenty. Right, right. Like how do yeah. you not see that? Right. And you know, and if you've got an issue with that, then you really need to think. Well, maybe this is not the person for me. If right. that, if money is really that big right. an issue, I'm um, like I always tell people who are dating. Like you both can't have trifling family members. Like you mm-hmm. can't because mm-hmm. somebody is going to be helping family members a lot. If you both have couple wow. families like that. Wow. So I have the trifling, trifling family members. My husband's family is cool. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> so they, we were a match. Sta- he got the stable side. <laughs> he got the stable side. I got wow. the crazy side. Wow. Um, but it's lack of communication. I mean, it's just, I mean, I've seen couples just, the wife is just shaking, you know, or the husband is domineering. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, don't want to share no information. And people got secret accounts. I know couples who don't even know what each other makes. Like, that mm. is insane wow. to me. Like, wow. how do you not know what your spouse makes? Wow. Like, that's, it's crazy town. And mm-hmm. so they come with um, a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. And, it, again, it's not even about the money. You came from poverty. And now that mm-hmm. you got a little money, you want to spend because you 
grew up so poor that yeah. you want stuff, right. you know, or you came from a situation where well, I want to look like I'm making money. You want to look. Right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And yeah. and there's something deep about that. That's not it's not reckless or irresponsible because the way we talk about money and the way we describe people, I think it's it, it's really not nice mm-hmm. because people come with a whole bunch of issues. Mm-hmm. And, and rather than re- recognizing those issues and try to help them fix that, we say stuff, you know, that makes them feel even worse and you can't help them. Right. You know, and right, so right. I, even though I fuss a lot about money, I try to understand that there's a reason why somebody isn't in a lot of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they had some trauma. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they came from a home situation. You know, you can come from a home where people have money and still feel deprived. Mm. And then you spend or you don't spend or you are a miser because you grew up um, in poverty. You never want to be poor. So now mm-hmm. you don't spend on anything and you mm-hmm. make your family feel like you dirt poor when mm-hmm. you're not. Mm-hmm. And then they grew up to be either misers or spendthrifts because they were so deprived. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you bring all of that into a marriage and a relationship. Mm-hmm. You haven't dealt with it. You don't get any therapy. And mm-hmm. now two people with all this issues trying to try to manage money. Mm-hmm. And then they got a house and they got kids and got suit no debt. No wonder it's explosive yeah and so and then women we don't know how to talk to our men and so then they feel you know demoralized Mm -hmm. and 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 disrespect disrespect Mm -hmm. and so then it's got all this chaos so when we when we have our money class we actually spend the first six weeks of the class just dealing with issues like we don't even bring Mm -hmm. out a budget we don't even crack a budget try to solve it just get it all out on the table we get it all on the table we start with everybody has to do their backstory Everybody mm-hmm. has to read how they came to be who they are, and, mm-hmm. and especially with a money emphasis. And I, we have men crying up in there. Like, mm. I mean, because, like, for example. That's you, big. That's big, right? Because you might cries, know somebody. That's, that's right. You might know somebody's story, but mm-hmm. you don't really know how it impacted them. Mm-hmm. You know, parents who promise kids stuff when they were little, and they never deliver on it, and they hold that. And so then they have these blowout Christmases, and their spouse can't understand why they overspent on Christmas. Mm-hmm. They know that they came up poor, but they still can't figure out why you doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And then they, they share their backstory, and you realize that that bite that they didn't get affected them in a way that was so deep mm-hmm. that they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, we cry up in there and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Now, once, I, when, once we get everything, out on the table and spouses now understand that your spouse isn't trying to take you down mm-hmm. they just have all these issues now that that's all out then we can bring out the budget right. because now your mind has been changed yeah it's been opened up and you know i mean marriage is literally saved mm-hmm. and that's th- and and in regardless of whether you're married or single that's really what's going on with yeah. how people mismanage their money there's just a lot of issues that's that's great that's great that's a great thing that you and your husband are doing and again, we're listening. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Michelle Singletary, syndicated columnist for the Washington Post and a financial expert. And one of the things that that you mentioned earlier is a book you have called The 21 Day Financial Fast. Right. So let's get on the solution side, like because yeah, I'm sure you can unpack a lot of the challenges that people are facing. So what was the reason for writing the book and what are some of the benefits that come out of participating in it like what is a 21 day financial fast right so um i was doing a daniel fast one year and if anybody's not familiar with the daniel fast you Mm -hmm. know the prophet daniel he 
only ate fruits and vegetables and basically just like, you know, healthy, healthy stuff, a way to get closer to God. And that, and halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, this is so hard. I missed a hamburger. And I was thinking how it made me stop and think about what I was putting in my body. Mm. And I thought, well, what if you could do the same with money? If What if you could stop the madness mm-hmm. for a little while for people to really focus on what do you do with your money? Right. And so that's how the fast got created because mm. I was thinking I needed to shut. I need people to reboot. It's brilliant. Right. Mm-hmm. To just reboot. Mm-hmm. And so the principle uh, about behind the fast is you stop shopping or spending any money that is not a necessity for mm-hmm. three weeks. Like mm-hmm. just stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, no shopping, no eating out, no, no buying, no nothing, no mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you realize what really is a value because mm-hmm. you'll start missing certain things. Mm-hmm. Like if you do a fast, you realize, oh, you know what? I really didn't mi- miss meat that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now or maybe TV or, or TV. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't need to do that as much. So same thing with social shop. You stop shopping. And then uh, during the time that you got the shakes because you still want to go to Starbucks, right, 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 right? Then you know you need to add that back. And that's cool. That's okay. (laughs) This whole idea that you can't have expensive coffee and that's going to make you poor is ridiculous. Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. Because I tell people, if getting that good expensive coffee is going to keep you from slapping your co-worker when you get to work, I'm going to need you to get the coffee. Get the coffee. Keep your job. Keep Keep your job. Stay out of jail. Stay out of jail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so after this 21 days, then you get a sense of, oh, okay. This mm-hmm. is how much I, we had one couple who saved like literally twelve hundred dollars from eating days. out. Wow! From eating out, just in twenty one days. Twenty one days, twelve hundred dollars. The average is about four or five hundred dollars that, that people spend eating out in that time. Eating out, shopping. I mean, the average savings is right. about three or four hundred dollars. There's some people it's much more than that because you know the higher you make, the more you spend. Right, right, right. And so, and, and the less time you have to really cook and buy groceries right. and stuff because be, you're working so much. You working so much. You shopping so much. Where I mean, why outside of holidays? Why is the parking lot at the mall like crazy? Mm. What are people in there for, really? Um, and I'm looking at your whiteboard. And you talk about like smart investing, how to spend, jobs and career and stability. All those issues are handled within the 21 day uh, fast. Really? Yeah, because every day there's a different chapter on a different financial topic. So we have a chapter on investing. We have a chapter on how to spend smartly. Let um, me, so, let me mm-hmm. give me give me your. 60-second Michelle Singletary lesson on investing. Like, do you have an investing kind of protocol? Mm-hmm, and what is mm-hmm. that? You know, don't stress out about, uh, you know, how the rich make money. This is the – if you want to make money, if you want to be a millionaire by the time you retire, this right. is all you need to do. Put money in a growth index, a low-cost growth index fund, period. One more time. Low cost, low growth cost index growth fund. index fund. Right. Put and money in. Put there. money in there and start when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you get a job, the first piece of money, and because the best thing that you have on your time when you're young mm-hmm. is time. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to worry about putting the right stock. You ain't got to worry about even starting a business because mm-hmm. that's a whole big thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be a business to be a millionaire. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. Most small business owners, in fact, don't have. Are mm-hmm. not millionaires, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they earn a working salary like everybody mm-hmm. else. They just work. They just work eighty for hours, right? right, right. <laughs> right. 
just a growth index fund. And what that is is that it's a basket of stocks and bonds that that. And when I say stocks, that's like stocks and companies like McDonald's and Microsoft and Apple. And mm-hmm. bonds are like IOUs. Mm-hmm. So you give money to somebody, they use it to build their business or whatever, and they promise to pay you back. That's right. all a bond With is. With some interest, I guess. With some interest. Right. You have a basket of that. And mm-hmm. when it says growth, that means that you're investing in industries or companies that have the potential to grow, which means they're going to make more money, and uh-huh. then they're going to make more money for you. Right. So it's a basket of stuff. You just you put money in it as an investment, and then that's it. You ain't got to buy a whole bunch of real estate, and you don't have to pick a stock or start a business. That's great if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But the best way, the, the, the least crazy, insane, if they call it passive income, is just do that. If you that's do that deep. in your 20s, you be you will literally be a millionaire. If you do that in your 20s that's and do deep. it for 30 or 40 years, you will literally I be a millionaire. I got some people right here in our studio <laughs> in their 20s. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> a low cost, low cost growth, index, growth fund. index fund. If you put money in there, yes. you'll be a millionaire. You now, will be a millionaire. you heard it from Michelle Singletary. So, what should they put in there? How do they find it? Do you call a a financial firm? Do you call? What do you right. do? As How a do you young adult, you know, I at some point you might need the services of a financial advisor just to mm-hmm. make sure you're doing all kinds of things mm-hmm. right. Not just about your money, but insurance things. Mm-hmm. Right. As a young adult, um, I don't endorse any companies and nobody's paying me so i'm just going to toss out a couple company names but i want to just say that as a way to say listen you got you need to do your own due diligence but for example vanguard Mm -hmm. and the reason why i like vanguard is they have a a whole host of low index uh funds Mm -hmm. their fees are really really low Mm -hmm. and i noticed my don't tune us out. Don't don't shut the podcast off. Because because I need you to listen to this really technical thing real quick. <laughs> Fees impact your your returns. So the more you pay for someone to invest your money, the less you get. So you want to get an investment that has low fees. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Vanguard is good about that. They keep their fees. They're one of the lowest in all mm-hmm. the countries. So mm-hmm. Vanguard or Fidelity or T Row Price. Low cost um, uh, mutual funds. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. Mm-hmm. How much? As much as you can spare. And then so let's say when somebody gets paid, mm-hmm. they get their check. Well, let's say if you're in your 20s, that check is not typically right. going to be, you know, a six-figure check. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. let's say somebody gets $500 or $800 or whatever or $1,000 in their check. What do you suggest that a person do? Like, if you had a system, right? Like, when you get money, what is the Michelle Singletary system with money? I'm talking about totality. Right. What do you right. first do? What's your first move with your with your income? So, so because this is a you know a passive balance podcast and Christian, so right. we tie first. Right. We just, right. I mean, so let's just say that's a given. So your faith is inform your philosophy financially. It absolutely has. Absolutely. I mean, it too. absolutely so has. I unashamedly tie. Right. Like, I and, got the tie. And you know what? And I know some people will turn off of that right away because that's they figure, right. you know, you got to. It's working for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about tithing. Because you have to do 10% off the top. Then that means you need to be a better money manager to make sure that 10% that you're giving doesn't make you feel deprived. Mm-hmm. And because of that discipline of tithing, that means that you're going to handle that 90 better. 
Sure. So it actually imposes a system of discipline. Forget okay. the fact that it helps the church in the past and all that kind of stuff. It actually imposes a discipline. So It also helps the person, too. You it know, does. Hey, hey tax time just happened. My yeah. husband and I can still itemize because of the taxes, the, the tithes that we give. Yeah. And yeah. that that reduces our taxes. Absolutely. So that's a huge benefit right Absolutely. there. But, okay, so let's forget, you know, tithing is number one. Then the next thing we do is we do retirement. And, and for a young adult, I would say 5 to 10%. So whatever. Mm-hmm. You make five to ten percent. Okay, in retirement. In retirement. So whatever. And you, you know, is just getting a twenty-something-year-old to think about retirement is yeah. almost like pulling teeth. It but, is. But 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 you know you know how important that is. Okay, so ten percent to God, five to ten percent for retirement. That's right. For the days when I don't want to work, like right. you don't have to work all your life. That's right. If you do that part. Right. All right, and then what do you do? Is is the rest? What do you do? You have a plan so, with the rest? So, so five to ten percent retirement. Since you're young adults, you don't have kids. But if you had kids, then I would do another five percent for their college mm-hmm. costs, so they don't have so they don't have to borrow. Because young adults, if you listen and raise your hand, if you got student loan debt, my God, and you probably got your Come hand on. up, right? Come on. And so, do you want that for your children? Because you know mm-hmm. how it feels for you. Mm-hmm. And so, and people was like, well, I want them to do it on their own. You know, that's crazy. That's because no, huge no kid has a job unless you Beyonce's kid. And I, you know, and she got like, you know, she bringing in some endorsements or something. Right. And so how would they save for college? Right. So the idea that they should work on their own, what you mean is they should get loans. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got kids, but if you don't have kids, so then you can even put more in retirement. You could do 20%. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. really should be living on about 60% of what you make. And the rest should be savings and and, 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 and a, a pot of savings, really. So do you have, I know you said tithe, retirement, education. Do you have another, like an emergency fund? Just, right. Just so like our regular savings, mm-hmm. too? So then you have a pot for the emergency fund. Okay. And you what do you s- say that percentage would be? So rather than percentage, I look at it as how much does it cost for you to live wherever you're living? Okay. And then you want to save a multiple of three to six times that. So let's say you live in some place and it costs, say let's the rent is $1,000. Okay. And then you got a car payment for $300. Uh-huh. And then the utilities make another, another 100 So let's say 1500 in monthly expenses, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. So you need to have three. Three times that in an emergency fund. Six if you can manage. Once you get that, stop. Just leave it alone. Cool. Put it in a savings account. You want to put it in a savings account. You don't want to invest it because you want to be able to get it when you need it. And what's the purpose of that? Is that for if you have a period where you're not working? That's or correct. Or is it for... Like if you have to get braces, is it's it, mostly for job loss. It's okay. mostly for job loss or job uh, or uh, interruption in your income. What so about is wh- what do you pay out of? Say, refrigerator breaks down. Okay, so that's car, another car pot. So that's I'm a big okay. pot person. So I like okay. pots. So you've got your retirement pot, your college pot, um, and an emergency pot, and then you have what I call the life happens fund. And that's you still you still doing all this with forty percent. I do. Okay. I do. Right. I all sure right. do. Um, so we have, uh, my husband and I have about a year's worth of living expenses. Okay. And then we have at our Life Happens Fund a couple thousand dollars. Like, actually a little bit more than that. But I ain't going to tell y'all because y'all might come look for me. <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> we won't tell nobody. So, you know, we have several thousand dollars in that pot mm-hmm. so that the refrigerator breaks down. Or you Like, I have a really car old car, right? Yeah. Like, I have a 12-year-old car. So right about now, stuff is happening. Right. So I'm not breaking a sweat when I have a thousand dollar repair 
fair bill mm-hmm. because that's a lot less than buying another car. People don't get so, that. Oh I ain't putting a thousand in this, that's so you can put eighty thousand right. in a newer one. That's, that's crazy. That's insane, right? That's mm-hmm. like my favorite word. That's insane. Yeah. I'm gonna keep this car until like they, you know, right, right. I know all the local the police pull you over for driving right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They got you. And so you want to have a life habits fund. So if you're a young adult, you might have a couple hundred in that, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for you know things that happen, and you could that could also be you know your vacation fund or whatever. But so you don't want to touch the emergency fund. That's why you have the second pot. Okay. Because a lot of people don't have the emergency because things in life happen and they keep pulling from the emergency and then they have a disruption in their income. They lose their job or maybe they don't get the overtime that they were promised or something like that or mm-hmm. some or you get ill and you have to have stay home for a while. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the dire pot. The emergency pot mm-hmm. is like everything's. Is that considered there. defense? Or is, I don't know. It's, I've, I've heard like people say, like they look at your income and they call like you got good offense if you have high income, but mm-hmm. but you have exposure. Like right. what is what you know? That's a good way to look at it because I'm gonna tell you all. I mean to be truthful, like my husband, and I see a lot of people's budgets from all income levels. Right. And you know the people who have the less amount of um, uh, ability to withstand anything are the people who make six figure salaries. Because they are because exposed. They're huh? exposed. Right. And to explain exposure to people who may not know what exposed is like So they have a lot of debt. Yeah. Lot I mean that's really big. That All that six figures is already accounted for. It's already yeah. accounted for. If any one of them lost their job, they go down and they go down yeah. fast. Stuff be out on the curb. All on the curb. Mm. All on the curb. Mm. Because they spending all of that six figure. They got the cars, they got the clothes, they got mm-hmm. the, the Gucci purses, mm-hmm. the the red what is it called? Red bottom shoes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know I didn't even know what that was. Mm-hmm. You know, like why do I care what the bottom of my shoe look like? You know, wow. it's because it's, it's facing <laughs> down anyway, right? Like that's like even insane. You Sit down and put your feet up so everybody so nobody right? can see what right. it is, right? That's good. Why? Why do you care, right. Right? right? And I'm telling you, those red bottom shoes will give you coins, just like Payless shoes will right. give you coins. So you might, as well <laughs> save might as well some pay money. less. This is gonna right. hurt your feet anyway, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to, so so you want to play defense against life. Mm-hmm. So we are always spending and racking up debt, but we don't have any defense. Now, as Christians, sometimes we think, well, the, you know, the Lord going to make a way. Mm-hmm, or, you know, mm-hmm. we and, and we're not talking about not having faith, right? Because right? right. a lot of young people was like, well, what if I die tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know where you live, but when I drive around, I don't see a whole lot of dead bodies. Right. So the fact right. of the matter is you're going to live. I right. mean, the average age now um is for f- the, the longevity is like mid 80s mm-hmm. now and if okay. you're black really because we had some strong genes mm-hmm. most likely a lot of your people live to their 80s and 90s mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. somehow maybe a little too long but um but so that means you're gonna live and you're gonna need some money to live right um and you gotta you gotta be looking you gotta look forward you have to really not just look for what's going on today what, let me have you have you ever what, what are your thoughts about multiple streams of income like you hear that a lot like what are your thoughts about like you, I know you said you know the low cost growth mm-hmm. index so because that's kind of diversification right. right that's correct what do you think about diversifying your income I am a 
big fan of that. Okay. And I say that rather than business ownership because okay. we, we, we talk a lot in our community about entrepreneurship, which is fine, right? right? But not everybody should be a small business owner. Right. Not everybody should have responsibility for other people's uh, income. Sure. So I think that what we should be preaching is multiple streams of income. Right. And all that means is you might have a day job, but you got a job on the side. Right. Or you have another part-time job. Or mm-hmm. you have a skill that you can monetize. Right. Like I, you know, I write for the Washington Post, but my skill is writing and mm-hmm. speaking. So sure. I have a whole nother multiple stream of income with writing books and speeches. Right. And if you're really good at uh, speaking and talking, like you are past the batter. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you're just you. I mean, when I listen to you, I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, this guy is brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's you can make money on that. Right. right? right and right. so that's like having you like being an entrepreneur with your skill set. Yeah. The problem I have with this whole preaching of entrepreneurship, it makes everybody think they need to own a business. Sure. And lots of people are not good at that because mm-hmm. there's a certain skill to that. Right. You know, making revenues and sales and watching your books. And mm-hmm. so I find that. Most of the people that have financial trouble that come to my classes, um, a lot of them are small business owners Mm -hmm. because they don't know what they're doing. Right. And that also discourages people from being in their gifting. What if you're gifting? What if God said, I need you to be a teacher? Yeah. And so now we're telling people, well, you shouldn't do that. You know, and yet we need really good teachers. We we need mm-hmm. good male teachers. Right. Oh my right. gosh. No what a difference we would have in the school system if we had more men in schools teaching. I agree. But but you know, what do people say when people want to be a teacher? You ain't gonna make you no money. Make, yeah. That's you know? true. That's true. And that's you can make you can make a good living as a teacher. You're not gonna be like, you know, uber rich, but you can be a teacher and be a millionaire if you do what I said yeah. before, right? As a young teacher exactly. start saving, you could still be a teacher and be a millionaire. My father in law is Thomas Alfred Pickford. Worked in the Bronx for mm. 37 years as a school teacher. Wow. He was like a shop teacher. He wow. taught industrial arts. And he is wealthy. Yes. Because he was he was he rigidly saved money, put yep. all his daughters through school, live middle class, pays cash for cars. Yes. And, he, and he'll get he'll he won't get a brand new car. He'll get a car that's about three years that's old. That's exactly right. Did, right. So you know, you 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 hit it on the head. You don't have to have a huge salary if you're doing the money thing right. Right. And then like to your point, if you're a good teacher, you don't have to make all your money in the standard classroom That's during right. the school year. You can tutor, you can lecture, you can train teachers, That's you can exactly just right. expand your platform. Yep. So so since you do speak and write and how can people reach you? How can people follow you? How can people get your book? Mm-hmm. Tell us about how to connect with the with yeah. your your income streams. Right. How do people connect with you and Yeah, you? and let me tell you, my income stream is used very well. Um, we, my husband and I give back a lot of our money and our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, we thank you on the Keep Battle <laughs> podcast for your investment of time here. And I, I, I would, uh, love, love doing this with you. Um, mm-hmm. I love, I love teaming up with people who I think are doing such a great thing for our community and have a heart to serve. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, that's what I get from you that you want people to get this religion thing and get a passion for God mm-hmm. and an entertaining, engaging way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can um, uh, follow me on Twitter or Facebook um, at Singletary M. Please do. Um, read at Singletary my, M. 
at Singletary M um, on Facebook. It's Michelle Singletary. Uh, read my columns on the post. The best way you can support me is to really read my columns and share them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all being measured by eyeballs online. And really? So, so they can count how many people? They do. Really? They are looking at how many people, you know, click on your columns or articles and read them and pass them along. And how often does, does your article come out? Um, twice a week in okay. the post or online. And then I have two newsletters every week, one on retirement and one on personal finance. And then I do a weekly chat for the post every Thursday from noon to one where people send uh, type in questions and I answer their personal finance questions. It's a like mm-hmm. I love that. It's a real good forum. Yeah. You can get yeah. if you got a question you have to ask. Uh, and I'm getting a lot of young adults because I, I just love that a lot of young adults really do want to get this money thing right. They mm-hmm. saw the adults kind of messing it up, you know, mm-hmm. older adults messing it up, and they really do want to get it right. right. Uh, and they have the they have the ability to do that. Um, and I think they get a bad rap for being like lazy and you know entitled. Because I was like, oh, really? If they like that, then who do you think they got it from? Uh-huh. They weren't born that way. Oh, well, how can people get your book? It's the best way for them to get your book. Right. Or so if you're in the our area, you can always stop by First Baptist. It's in our bookstore. But you can get it online at um, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can get it inside a physical store. If they don't have it, you can order it. Okay. Um, the 21-Day Fast is still in publication. My second book uh, <coughs> is uh, Spin Well, Live Rich. Um, that covers a mm. lot of the basic topics as well, investing, how to save, how to get out of debt. And right. then if you're interested, especially for the women, I have this book called Your Money and Your Man. Mm. <laughs> how mm. to live well and spend rich, uh, how to uh, spend, um, spend yeah. well and live rich. Yeah, and so that's, and that. Man. yeah, that book is sort of, you know, wh- how do you handle your money at a- every stage of a relationship? You're single, mm-hmm. you're dating, you're engaged, you're married. And unfortunately, if you find yourself divorced, what what should you be doing with your money in every part of that wow. life cycle? You talk about something about parties. What is your thing about people <laughs> making you pay to go to parties? What's what's up with that? What is that story? Oh about? my gosh! So I wrote this column recently that just blew up, and I and like I said, I love that a lot of these young adults were sharing it. So I am so tired of being invited to celebrations and then being asked to pay. Oh, wow. And so I just, my husband got an invitation for something like that, and I just was like, I've had it. I've just had it. Like, if you're having a party and you say, yeah, come celebrate my birthday, and by the way, bring $50 to pay for the venue, wow. you know, I'm just wow. like, I'm not coming. Yeah. Don't invite yeah. me. Because if you're inviting me as a host, you know, guests don't pay. That's my hashtag. Hashtag guests don't pay. Okay. All right. Uh, and so we've evolved into this culture where you have this restaurant blowout and then you show up and then they're like, oh, yeah, so y'all, you know, y'all got to pay for yourselves. <laughs> uh, and I'm just, that's in, that's insane to me. Yeah. You know, the etiquette rule is guests don't pay. Okay. Um, right. And what I said was it's, I called it partying above your means mm. uh, or hosting above your means. Mm-hmm, so what that mm-hmm. means is that you want to have some blowout. You want to have a big retirement party. Right. But you, and you want to have it at a venue but you can't afford it so then you ask your guests to, to pay for it wow. by charging them money wow. so if you don't have a, the money then you should just have something in your house get a store-bought cake yeah. and some kool-aid and That's call deep. it a day because right? that is what that is almost like yeah yeah it's, in fact there may be a, even a number at the bottom that's right 65 dollars per pay that's table right or, t- or person at right. 654 table right 
right. I mean, it's a, that you that's wrong. Oh. And and I mean, because you do what you can afford. And if you can't have that, have something smaller. Yeah. You know, which is a couple guess of friends. don't pay. Hashtag guests don't, don't pay. pay. Wow. Um, and I know there's a lot of controversy about that because no. a lot of young guys are like, well, you know, then you'll never go out. No, that's not true. You know, um, and you have, you know, people having birthday parties at their house. They're still asking you to bring money. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's almost to the point where it's at weddings. Because now we set up websites mm-hmm. where you can contribute to the honeymoon mm. or the, you know, the down payment on somebody's house mm. or something like that. And I'm just like, first of all, mm. you don't need to be having no big reception if you don't have the money to pay for right. it. And I'm certainly not going to pay for it. I right. had a very cheap wedding. I bought a used dress. Mm. Everybody was aghast. Oh, my goodness. People were like, oh, can't you? Wedding dress for <sighs> rent. Oh, my goodness. It's like why? spending several hundred dollars on a wedding dress. Insane, right? You gonna wear this dress for one day? That's true. And you know, all my relatives were like, "Oh, I can't believe it," because I was the first to get married in my family. We mm-hmm. had a lot of you know women and nobody marrying and so forth. And so everybody was looking forward to my wedding. It's like, how could you buy a used dress? Da, 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 da. You got money? Why well, you don't never want to spend <laughs> no money? I said, first of what all, what a guy. We rent tux. Yeah, exactly, mm, exactly. Think about that. We don't right? even buy it. We rent that's it. That's exactly right. That's somebody exactly else wore right. that. So that's what I said. And I said the woman who wore my dress was not gonna be in my wedding, so she ain't gonna say nothing. You wow. Know? <laughs> so wow. That's and deep. I had a great mar- uh, wedding, and we've been married almost twenty-seven years. I know okay. people who spend tons of money, and they divorce within three. Yeah. Like that's crazy. You know what else is wild now? This generation that's spending a lot of money on the in like the, the not even the engagement or the <laughs> it's the it's the um, oh yeah what do you call it the proposal right right the proposal blowout I'm talking blowout. about <laughs> renting a restaurant right. room limousine service flying in families the the get down on the knee I know somebody that that wow. proposed on a helicopter no way <laughs> I'm telling you the truth this just happened recently in my family somebody proposed wow. to my niece on a helicopter wow. And I told him, I said, don't you have a helicopter proposal and a bicycle marriage? That's what I'm like saying. You, you invest in all <laughs> this money in this part of it. You're raising the expectation that she will think she's going to have a helicopter marriage That's since right. you proposed this way. Yeah. But it's like it's it's so much hype on the front end. Like this is now you're going to have to work like the marriage is work. So and, you know, yeah. it's whatever you pay for that. Then you don't want to pay or go to a premarital class. Exactly. Right. You know. Like, so you're right. Or postmarital counseling. Uh, like, exactly. Right. right. You know. Then you be like, well, I got to Then you don't pay want her to go that? shopping. Like, right. why you buying it? You took me on a helicopter to propose to me. It's just and we, in DC they call that sizing stuff. Right. Like, it's just so much hype around things to impress people, so we can post on like I said yes right. or whatever or. He asked me or whatever the hashtag But it's is. all about show. Exactly. Right? It's all about show. And you hit the nail on the head when it comes to money. The expectation, mm-hmm. right? You you set the bar so high mm-hmm. that that's now the expectation for your relationship. That's the standard, what you going right? to do on the first anniversary? And now the big thing is for women get upgrading your, your wedding band and your wedding rings and spending thousands of dollars, years, right? Yeah, I mean, old, exactly. So um, and it's if you have it like that, I don't have any problem with doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you in a helicopter proposal and you got student loan debt, you a fool. If you spending twenty or fifteen thousand or whatever on a wedding and mm-hmm. you got student loan debt and credit card debt, you a fool. Mm. Um, because that's, that's Michelle. <laughs> I know. Secretary, y'all. She says you a fool. So, I ain't saying she said it though. You know, just <laughs> do what you can afford, and you know, I mean, you don't need to do all that blowout stuff.
so as we come, we're 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 coming down to an end. Let me ask you <laughs> a couple. What do you what do you think is? Do you have any job or career advice? Like if somebody comes to you and say, "What should I do?" What's your advice for somebody as they pursue their professional journey? What is what is what did you? You know, I, I again, you know, my my whole philosophy is, you know, I had a really troubled childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother and father both abandoned me. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My grandmother was amazing with money. And real stable, but in but crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just wanted to spend the rest you of my- You said stable, but crazy. Stable, but crazy. <laughs> I love it. Right. This woman woke me up one morning because I had shoes under the bed. Because if you have shoes under the bed, a man going to walk out your life. Wow. I ain't had no man. Wow. And she would- Wow. I, wor- I work like 15 minutes from work, and I work for a newspaper. So, you know, we get in late. We don't have to be to work till like ten, and she woke me up at six a.m. because she didn't want me to be late for work. I lit. Wow. I worked fifteen minutes from my house, wow. right? So that's wow. what I'm saying, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what I decided was that for my life, what I want for for young adults, because there's all this commentary about what you should pursue or do. Mm-hmm. You know, STEM is really big, and mm-hmm. you should do this, and you should do that. What I want you to do for your career is what's going to make you happy and what could serve others Mm -hmm. so in terms of what you do for think about what you like and Mm -hmm. what your passion is what you're gifting that's my big thing Mm -hmm. gifting god gives all of us some gifts Mm -hmm. all of us everybody Mm -hmm. has a gift Mm -hmm. everybody you are good at talking you are good with computers you are good at teaching you're good Mm -hmm. with children Pastor, you're good at, at, at taking complicated biblical principles and, and, and bearing it down to make young adults and young people understand it and know that God loves you too, mm-hmm. that you don't have to sit rigid in a church, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what your ministry is so appealing because you could just mm-hmm. break through these really tough moral issues and make people feel like, oh, yeah, I could do this. I could I could walk this walk. Mm-hmm. You know, the same with my pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to think that my gifting is to talk about money in a way that makes you want to do better with your yeah, money, right? You I, I try not to talk over you, mm-hmm. and I try not to make you feel bad about whatever you did with your money. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get you, right? Like right. when I said fool, I'm not trying to embarrass you sure. or be mean, but it's I want foolish. you. It's, it's foolish. foolish, right? Absolutely. So I'm trying to like be in your face, but with a loving, compassionate way, right? right. So that right. you, wa- I'm hoping that you listening to me. You're like, I really want to go to this class and get my money right. Mm-hmm. So it's like that person who can slap you, but you love them anyway. Right, right, so that's right. how I kind of want. So personal finance is my thing. Man, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. so, since a little kid, yeah. I used to save money, like literally as a little kid. Yeah. And my siblings would try to borrow money from me, and I would be like, what you going to use it for? And if they wanted to buy ice cream, I'm like, mm, I don't buy ice cream for myself. You ain't using my own money to buy no ice cream. So I, if you want a pencil, I'll give you some money for a pencil wow. for school. That's my thing. Yeah. Figure out what that thing is for you, what your gifting is, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to monetize it. It mm-hmm. could be either at a day job or as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so when you're thinking about your career, what get, what really gets you passionate? Is it filmmaking? Is it, you know, you want to make a better potato chip? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that really would make you get up and say, God, thank you for this gift? Mm-hmm. That's the job or career you should be in. Okay. Right? And don't listen to other people telling you, well, you have to be in STEM. Mm-hmm. For many what people, is STEM? STEM is um, science, technology, technology, engineering, math, you know, okay. mathematics. Everybody has to be Tell in it. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and it can make you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not interested in that, you're not going to do well right. or you're not going to be happy. Sure. Right. And so there's some people who want to be artists. Mm-hmm. Right. So, OK, be an artist. 
Now, you got to figure out how to make enough money to live. Sure. So it could be that you have a day job, but you paint on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Or you have painting parties. Right. Or you do something to, to stay within your gifting. Because you still got to make money. Let's be real. Right. You still right. got to make some money. Right. You know, and so, like, my both my kids want to be teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm not discouraging them for that. And mm-hmm. I don't say, never say you're not going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people want to be teachers, and then they say, okay, well, then you can get administration. They don't want to be in administration. Right. They want to work with kids. Right. The best teachers got promoted to the office. Yes. Up front. Yes. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and so when you're looking for your job, what I, I, I was at uh, an event at University of Maryland um, College Park recently. And one guy was just so stressed. He's like, I don't really know what to do. And, you know, cute little guy is about 26 years old and he wants to be filmmaking. So he kept saying, I want to be filmmaking. I said, his name was Alex. I said, Alex, if you want to date with a girl, mm-hmm. what would you be talking about? Mm-hmm. Like as your filmmaking, because you wouldn't be just saying, I want to be a filmmaker. You'd be like, man, I want to make the most dopest horror movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. What if you were talking to the person that you love or sitting across the table, what are you going to be mostly talking about? Wow. And that's generally something that you should be in. That's if it's deep. about cars, then maybe you should be a mechanic or fix cars or something like that. Mm. Find what your gifting is. Spend some time reflecting and praying and and, and figuring so out what is your gifting and then go for it all out. Yeah. I mean, I people as long always, as it's legal, right? Yeah, as long right, as it's right, legal. Right, right, I right. mean, so people look at my career and they go, "Oh, you got this branding about personal finance and you figured out that and I figured out nothing. I am really not that smart." Mm-hmm. I mean, I created and became a columnist, you know, one of the few columnists at the Post and African American, one of the mm-hmm. few African American female columnists mm-hmm. talking about money. You don't mm-hmm. see a whole bunch of females talking about money. Right. And so that was not something that I did at all mm-hmm. at all first of all i know it was totally god mm-hmm. but i just like talking about money and personal your finance passion. and i just followed that passion and the money followed mm-hmm. everything that i've gotten the book deal even the job at the post it came not because i went looking for it i did not apply for a job at the washington post mm-hmm. i did not contact a book um agent the agent contacted me mm-hmm. you know my speaking engagements i don't do I should probably do more because I don't really market myself, but I don't call anybody. They call me to ask mm-hmm. me to come speak. Mm-hmm. And why? Because they see when I when they do see me speak that I'm so passionate about this personal finance right. thing. Like right. I was talking to the young adults yesterday and I asked them how many read the business section of the post or any business section. Mm-hmm. Nobody raised their hand. Mm-hmm. If you want to get our news from Twitter. Right. If you nah, want to be. Saying, well, we, not even I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> a young adult. I'm thinking I'm them. But, you know, you got to read about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you if you're a young adult or anybody, for that matter, if you're not reading the business section or consumer reports or something like that, you're not going to be wealthy. And if you're going to have money, you're not going to hold on to it. We got to have you back because this, <laughs> this is just – this is not fair to, to end it. But to that point. Yeah. All right. So if you have a limited amount of time right. and you're going to tell somebody, here's a tool – Here's something you need to be looking at. Even if you spend five five minutes a day, read this or pick this up. Like, what are the what are the tools you would put in somebody's hand and say, here, walk with this. Here, get this book. Or who who what tools do you use? Would you recommend? And then who 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 have who have the people who have been your mentors financially? Right. Right. So I'll close with that. Like okay. your financial mentors, and then. If you're trying to introduce somebody, because they're not going to read everything you read, right? right? But if you 
if here's here's must read like i need you to read this i need right. you to be up on this or i need you to listen to this or i need you to if you watch this podcast or listen to this read this blog or whatever or read the column in the <laughs> washington post to tell tell them some must reads and then who have been your mentors financially okay so must read and i must say this knowing that i am not a marketing person i don't self do anything mm-hmm. um read the column honestly okay. it is so it is written in a way that it will not be over your head. Right. Um, just go to the Washington Post website, WashingtonPost.com. Uh-huh. Type there, in my name. And you'll have like a, an archive? Archives. All the archives. That's okay. That you can only get, you know, now with all the, the pay windows, you get about 10 articles a month. But if you subscribe to the newsletters, you'll get a lot of financial information. Mm-hmm. Um, honest to goodness, seriously, because I cover so much of stuff that if you they need just to do know. that. If, they, if you just do that, you probably for have real. links where they can go for more I information. I do. I right. link to a whole bunch of people. I don't try to just do it all myself, right? right? And I'm not that kind of person. Like, if I think somebody else wrote something well, I will say, go read this. Uh-huh. Just please just do that because you so will just know so five, much more. 10, 15 minutes. Five, 10, 15 minutes. For real. For so real. go to Washington Post, type in your name, just read your column. Just columns. read the columns. How many is that every day, it, three times a week? I mean, I have four things you can read, but just read the column, and I bet you you'll start reading other stuff. It'll and wet your appetite. It'll wet your appetite. If you want to, you can, can su- subscribe to the newsletters. They come right into your email mm-hmm. box. I know young adults don't use email that much, right? <laughs> well, they should. Let me, so so parenthetical. Men- right, go ahead. So before you get to your mentors. Let's go to that person who's at another level. Okay. So there's somebody listening. They're listening because, oh, Michelle, Ms. Michelle Singletary is going to be on the podcast. I want to go there because they're, they're on another level. Right. Maybe they're tracking to be – they want to be like you or they want to get to your level. What would you recommend to that next level or that person who has a greater bandwidth for financial information? Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to be consuming? What is the what is the, the Bible of the financial world for you? And in that regard, that would – hone their knowledge and right. skills and information. I, You know, one website that I visit, there's actually two websites that I read a lot. Nerd Wallet, Nerd Wallet, okay. uh, and then Bankrate.com. Nerd Wallet, Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com okay. bank is good because it has all kinds of information about mortgages and loans and mm-hmm. CDs, which are certificates of deposit, a way to save, investment mm-hmm. information. Um, I'm on their sites all the time. Okay. And then um, also. That's for the financial geeks. That's for right? the financial geeks. And mm-hmm. if you're just a regular person, you need to get a subscription to Consumer Reports. Like, just invest in it and get so a subscription to in Consumer addition Reports. To your in addition to if you, in yeah. addition to your column? Mm-hmm, I would. Okay. I mean, I, that's my bathroom reading because it's just it, and it's also because it's so independent they they're unbiased so the information you get from that before you buy a car a house or anything you know pull up information on consumer reports and that'll give you a good sense of what you're doing if it's right or wrong or what you should do those okay. are the things that i do all the time and i sure. read financial books all the time just i'm constantly reading i'm and, and new york times and wall street journal i'm just constantly feeding myself with inf- information because if you want to be rich you got to read Mm. That's a woo. I know, right? That was a great closing statement. <laughs> but I want to hear your mentors. Okay. Then we're gonna say it again. If okay. you want to be rich, you gotta read. Okay. So right. my there, there's actually um, there's three people who uh, I consider my mentors or people who I look to. The first one was my grandmother, Big okay. Mama. Stable but crazy. Stable but crazy. Get them shoes around the bed or man right, will leave you. Right. Okay. But the one thing I learned from her is that she she graduated from high school, nothing that further than that, but she was so amazing with her money. Mm-hmm. She could make Lincoln on a penny screen. That's mm-hmm. how tight she held mm-hmm. money. 
and mm. I learned that from her. Mm -hmm. I learned this whole thing what I told you about. Now, she didn't know about growth index funds or anything like that, but she taught me how to save from every single paycheck. Mm -hmm. Every paycheck that you get, every single paycheck saves something. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a dollar. Mm -hmm. It's the principle and the action of saving mm -hmm. that will get you to that next level. Yeah. So if you're a young adult and you're like, I really don't have no money, just save a dollar. Right. I don't even care. Got it. And uh, that was one of my mentors. And then um, secondly, actually, it's my pastor. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He taught me the principle of tithing, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I hadn't had that before I went to First Baptist. Right. right. And that just has changed my life in a way. And I'll tell you how. It's not mm -hmm. just the act of tithing, but mm -hmm. it made me not so scared. Right. Right. Because right. I was scared to tithe. Mm -hmm. I was scared that if I gave that much mm -hmm. I would not have right 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 and I'm not scared anymore I'm yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know I've, I spent my whole life afraid of being without because I had so little yeah right yeah, yeah. and I was always so scared that I would lose my job that I wouldn't have money for s not Living stuff fear, not yeah. stuff just like you know like necessary stuff yeah. not because I'm not shelter. into clothes yeah. shelter and stuff yeah. so I lived most of my adult life scared that's why I saved because I was scared yeah but the principle of tithing released me from being so scared. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, I know yeah. that God's going to take care of me, even if I lose my job. Yeah. Right? Because I save like a crazy person. So I know I have some money right. if I lose my job. So that principle taught me not to be so scared. And yeah. I learned that from my pastor. Yeah. Pastor Jenkins. John K. Jenkins yeah. Sr. That's my So he probably would want me to tithe because, you know, because um, uh, Malachi said you should tithe. But really, uh -huh. it was because he showed me that I didn't need to be so scared. Yeah. And now I know because yeah. what yeah. Malachi You're says. You're free. I'm free. And then the last mentor is my husband. Wow. So I married my financial soulmate, thank God. So Amen. you should look for your some financial soulmate. So he is as cheap as me. Wow. And But the thing <laughs> he taught me was it's okay to spend when you have it. Okay. Right, because yeah. I just all I want to do is squirrel away money. I'll never want to spend it. Yeah, I just want to have a tree full of nuts, yeah. and I'll never want to eat the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he taught me how you know what, Michelle, you're not that little Michelle whose grandfather was an alcoholic, mother yeah. and them left you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you know, can we just get some shoes for the kids? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, barefoot is yeah, kind of dangerous. Yeah, it's right? kind of dangerous, yeah. right? Wow. And so he said, baby, it's okay. I got you, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that's my other mentor. I and love I it. love that I married my my cheap soulmate. Like, yeah. I, cheap is sexy to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, it's, I can't tell you how, how great it's been to have you on today and to be with us. And I'm sure everybody that listened was blessed by it. So, listen, y'all, don't forget, it's Singletary M on Twitter. That's right. And Michelle Singletary on Facebook. Check out her column twice a week. Just go to WashingtonPost.com and type right. in her name and be blessed by her on an ongoing basis. Right. You've been a blessing in my yeah, life. Yeah, read. If you want to be rich, read. If you want to be rich, read. Right. If you want to be rich, read. I don't want to be broke. <laughs> And read her column, and that's a great place to start. Consumer Reports. Yes. Low-cost growth, growth index. index yep. Mm. Huh. Hey. Hey. This has been the Keith Battle Podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Thank our special guest today, Ms. Michelle Singletary. Y'all have a great week.